Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast for the week of February 4th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What's up? Heyo! Not much, man. What's been going on? Yeah, I've been, uh, it's been a, it's been a hard couple days since Kingdom Hearts came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm really gonna hunker down and finish off Dragon Age Inquisition before I start Kingdom Hearts 3, because otherwise I never will. And I've had Inquisition, like, the... I don't know, whatever, the the full, like, complete edition with all the DLCs and everything. I've had it kind of, like, sitting and waiting for me to do a final playthrough for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I, I really don't know if I'm ever going to, like, come back here to play again. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm not trying to just continue to play the same game over and over again for the rest of my life, so... Uh, yeah, I need to finish yeah. off Inquisition once and for all here. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, how far, how much further do you have to go? Yeah, I did, um, so, uh, you know, of, of speaking of the main missions, you know, you get you get kicked out of uh, Haven and you have to move on to Skyhold, so I did that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, after Skyhold, you, uh, you kind of get a choice between who you, uh, well, I guess bef- right before Skyhold, that leads to you getting kicked out of Haven. You have to choose between the, um, like recruiting the mages or recruiting the Templars because there's like this mage Templar war going on. Right. So, um, I chose the mages. So I'm going for my like pure mage build. Um, I'm playing a, a elf mage. If anybody forgot. Yep. So um, the next big like decision that you have to make, but this time luckily you get to do both. Uh, but basically the next thing you come across is. Um, do you choose uh, to go after like the Orlesian Imperial Court? So you kind of choose who the sovereign of Orle is going to be. So um, you choose between the current Empress, I guess, and um, the uh, her her cousin, who is like a knight, and he is like a big portion of the military broke off and joined him in the civil war. So. Um, you know, I, I I did that mission second. Mm-hmm. Mission I did first was sort of rescuing the Grey Wardens. Um, okay, yeah. So the Grey Wardens, like, get twisted up in some weird blood magic shit, and they're confused as to what's going on by, like, the main villain of the game. So, um, yeah, I, I handled both of those. And then, uh, basically, that opens up this big battle against the main villain's, like, army in uh, sort of, like, the wilds. And then another uh, uh, kind of like final confrontation when you kind of finish the main storyline of the game. So I'm right before heading out into the wilds to face him down. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it shouldn't be too, too much uh, longer. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe a couple more uh, maybe you know, a couple more days of kind of having been able to really like knuckle down. Yeah, pro- definitely by the end of next week, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah, can't I, I can't. Taking longer than that. Can't wait to actually start talking about some of the good stuff that um, Kingdom Hearts has to offer. I mean, yeah. I'll talk about a little bit of it today. I'll keep it really light, so there's no, um, yeah, you know, like spoilers or anything for anybody. Um, if you do want to see that, you can always come over to my channel. We'll, I'll be talking about that pretty, uh, pretty regularly. Um, mm-hmm. Grim has actually been watching. Uh, and being nice. in the chat for most of Resident Evil and most of Kingdom Hearts, since those are two games that he decided that, you know, they're not for him, but he wants to see. Um, yeah. 
So that's been pretty cool. Um, so what else have you been playing? Um, I have been doing a little bit of Civ Six to kind of get ready for the um, Gathering Storm DLC that's coming out. They're what, showing yeah, off some when, like... When does that uh, That's the 15th. Uh, so oh, we'll okay. right back talking about it next week. And I... Yep. Uh, next week I'll really kind of dig into it more, but um, I'm kind of, you know, I've just been kind of playing the game uh, to get a little taste of where they're at before all the new, uh, you know, fixes and changes get put in. I'm really excited for uh, seeing Gathering Storm when that comes out, and I'll probably be talking about that in a you know couple of weeks here after I get the chance to play it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And finally, I've actually been doing something on mobile other than Pokemon. Okay. Um, I went and downloaded uh, the, basically the Risk game that they have on mobile. Um, How is that? It's good. I mean, Risk is like a very broken game, just in general. Um, it's really not difficult to figure out how to just kind of, you know, abuse the game and um, basically like steamroll through to an easy win at pretty much all times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been kind of just checking out the different maps they have. That's the main advantage. Um, Is this player versus player, or you, can you play against... Uh... Uh, yeah, you can play against bots or whatever. Okay. Um, but uh, they have a ton of, like, really cool maps. Um, like, as I'm kind of just looking through it right now, like, they have a map of the Arctic. So there's, like, Greenland, Iceland, and some just, like, random places. Uh, you can, like, have a battle for New York City. Um, you can have a battle for LA. You can have modern Boston, uh, Alcatraz prison. Like, there's some really cool stuff. So, cool. Um, yeah, I might. I might. That's the main that advantage of it. Might pick that up myself because yeah. I haven't been playing much mobile personally. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's. That's... We're we're definitely not uh, mobile lovers. I mean, I I am. I but I want something good. Like I hate wasting my time with something terrible. That mm. you know, like that. Even if it's like, oh, it might be kind of good later. Like, right. Still, yeah, it I just work don't for me. have that in me, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much what you've been up to then? Yeah, that's basically it. Cool. Not a lot. I mean, I'm really, like, crushing through uh, Dragon Age. I've put in, like, ten hours this week, so. All right. That's about all I've got left in me. <laughs> uh, Grim says that he finished Metro 2033. Very nice. Um, so he's on the second one and he's really liking the second one um which is easy to understand the second one Mm -hmm. was so much more yeah the second one is a a huge improvement yeah just massive improvement um and not only that he's uh picking up anthem which i think i think we're all pretty much in in that boat i think we're all going to be picking up anthem uh you know we went into it being very like unsure Kind of wishy-washy on it, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I played a bit of it. Actually, played a bit of it right before this, which will kind of go into... Um, mm-hmm. Which will kind of go into what I've been playing. Uh, which, okay. you know, Anthem. Um, you yeah. know, we played together, and we checked it all out, and then I... Uh, um, and the video that we're watching on the live stream is just um, one of the old videos. I didn't stream. I played... Um, maybe an hour and change uh, mm-hmm. before the podcast. And when you got to... And we had the fear of when you got to... Because um, you played a 10 to 15. When you got to fort, level 14, you'd unlock your last 
javelin, and it would still leave you without being able to pick up one uh, of the at four least javelins. one or two. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's not the case. I actually got to pick up all of them. Um, I tried the um, like mage style javelin. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is really really cool. It's you're more like. I found myself to be more concerned with swapping out my abilities, my like magic abilities, mm-hmm. uh, rather than worrying about my weapons. I ended up picking up, um, I think, a heavy pistol and an LMG just to try okay. those out. Um, yeah. The character looks cool. It flies different. Every kind of suit flies a bit different. Um, I like Colossus is kind of chunky and has that like almost like rocket-propelled boot. Mm-hmm. I think flight to it where the hunter is pretty normal infiltrator has the arms back really far in the uh, like insect wing back piece naruto run, kind of it. yeah yeah it's kind of like wide open um but uh the mage class i can't remember it's storm i think it's storm something storm yeah um it it like they have like a trail that comes off the back of their body and it's like a like a really light blue, and it looks super cool. Okay, that's um, cool. yeah, you had a, a fire a fire ability that you know, shoots fire at a really far pace, but it does an area of effect. So you see a sphere on the ground when you press the button, and it just combusts that area. And mm. it's really far. How we were testing your mortar, it yeah. felt like it shot at least that far. Damn. Um, and then that's at. Cool. First, I had some little ice spears. I had 10 of them. You could just hold the button, and they'd be like, and just shoot all of them. Um, mm-hmm. Not like all at once, but they would just rapidly fire. Um, and I cool. swapped that out for an ice lance, which was a charged single shot. Um, that was pretty strong and cool. Yeah. So, And then their uh, R1, L1, uh, they set up a, a wind wall that pushes everything back from it. So it's pretty much like the bubble, but it allows you to kind of... It's just a wall. It's a stationary wall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's I, cool. I had some um, had some fun playing with that, customizing the character uh, a little bit more. You know, they have um, that character has a little bit of a different look. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, now we're in the, you know, in the waiting period. Right. For, for it. So... Um, yeah, it'll it'll be good. I'm excited cool. for I'm excited for Anthem now. Um, I hope they share maybe a little bit more about mm-hmm. uh, gameplay or not right. gameplay story. Um, yeah. So you know, I guess so we have an idea. Yeah, we but, really don't know still um, where they're going to be going with the story of the game. Yeah, I mean, even if they really don't, I don't think we'll be missing much. You know, I I feel like. Mm-hmm. It, even if the story's kind of mediocre, the gameplay and the mechanics really make up for it. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll you know we'll see. Um, it okay. seems like the story's looking, uh, the story is pretty good, but you know we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I mean, it's it's definitely. Um, I think that's their last like really big question, where it's like okay, pretty universally, it seems like everybody likes um, you know the gameplay that they've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big thing up in the air, like you said, it's it's going to be how well do we do that story? Because you know this is Bioware we're talking about. They used to be the kings of this kind of thing. Yeah. And now it's it's kind of hard to guess sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah. Grim said he got a super deal on Anthem. He's picking up for thirty three pounds. So that's it's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. It's like forty bucks. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's getting like twenty bucks off of you know definitely what I'll probably I'll probably be paying like um fifty five maybe. Yeah, yeah. So not bad. Cool. Um, for me, aside from Anthem, of course, still playing a little bit of Resident Evil. Um, yeah. I, I plan on getting back to it. We had some fam- I had some family in town from Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. from Wednesday, basically until uh, today, and uh, so now I'm gonna be getting back to playing the playing this stuff kind of more regular. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil wise, I. I had ran uh, this underground area. You have, you have this underground area that allows you to find some stuff and unlock some stuff. Uh, so you can move back into the like main police department and unlock different doors that were locked previously. Um, mm-hmm. And I had ran that and I got through there and I had no ammo. I had nothing at all. And I was like, I, like, I still had like eight things to kill. And I had zero bullets and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't possible. And I didn't save and talk to Pasty. And Pasty's like, yeah, I ran it and I had nothing as well. And wow. he's like, you just have you have nothing. There's no way around it. It's hmm. just they give you nothing. And you have to make the best of it or die. Um, so huh. it's kind of going to be a lot of running. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the things um, I have to look forward to. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on Resident Evil 2 and beyond later in the show, though. Okay. Uh, and last, I've played, I think, I think two little sessions of Kingdom Hearts. Um, mm-hmm. Got through the main two areas. Like I said, I'll keep it kind of light so we don't have any um, Yeah, we definitely don't want to talk spoilers because somebody will kill us. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't care as long as, you know, you're up to par with, you know, where we're at. So, you know, there's... So there is still kind of some surprise for you when you play it. I, I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about what like the first area is and what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't care about other people. You know, if they're listening to the show, uh, you know, spoiler alert. I guess prepare to get um, fucked. But that's after you've played. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I've basically just went back and started looking for like the hidden Mickey's. Finished the first area, the second area. Turned around, went back uh, to the first area. Uh, after I had the ability, they gave me the camera and uh, just kind of doing that little hunt. Combat feels really fun. Um, it, you know, it it took me um, getting through, I think, the first area mm-hmm. to really get into um, the combat again. But now that I'm through it, it feels very um, natural. Okay. It just took that, it just took that little yeah. bit of time to get back to the... You know, this is the way that you jump in the game, and this is the way you do that. Yeah, and that's um, kind of to be expected of Kingdom Hearts as well, because they don't necessarily do a good job with, like, you know, the. it's one of those things where, like, uh, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts is kind of weird, because it's not necessarily, like, they, it doesn't have great gameplay, it doesn't have, like, stunning, amazing graphics, it doesn't have, you know, XYZ, but it's really good for, like, kind of hard-to-explain reasons, I guess. Yeah, it just you just get invested with it because right. you're already invested in you know one of the sides characters. You're either yeah, I mean it's it's Kingdom Hearts or yeah or, uh, Disney or Final Fantasy or you know in like some cases both. You're really into both of them. Um, 
it's one of these games that is not like on its own anything crazy or super special but when you take you know the combat that's maybe like a i don't know like a seven or eight out of ten and then you take the graphics which are like a seven or eight out of ten and you take the audio that's whatever and you take all these things add up to a really solid a really fun game yeah and not to mention the like core characters are really good right um and the enemies i don't know what it is about like the nameless yeah. and the heartless and, or the nobodies that's what i mean right. um yeah i don't know what it is about them but i don't know they've really created that mm-hmm. interesting like enemy yeah, for sure it's it's it, like even the smallest little heartless are so they're kind of adorable in a way but you know um so you know it's um you know that's that, that's something yeah. um and I, I was talking to one of my other friends he he ended up grabbing um he ended up picking up the game as well and got pretty invested in his gummy ship customization that's interesting yeah yeah so i he, know the gummy ship some... is always like a really um it's like a sticking point for a lot of people some people love it some people hate it yeah and he got really into it he has like a um like a plaid and leather looking ship hell yeah it's really cool I'm liking uh, that. so i can't wait to get back into uh checking that out uh probably later today uh, yeah. or tomorrow evening um so hell yeah uh i can't wait until you're good to go and yeah t- talking about that for sure um but that is all I ha- all, all I've been doing. Um, I I haven't been playing anything literally since like Wednesday night, um, mm-hmm. except uh, I played a little bit of Super Smash. Tried out the Piranha Plant, um, yeah. and uh, and a bit of Wasteland too. Nothing like noteworthy. I think that's pretty much um, okay. You know, it, it it is what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. The game's fun, but it's. A little more it's not grindy but it's very like predictable on what's coming and what's going to happen and combat wise uh but on the switch it's really hard to control i still feel like so Hmm. you know i I have that problem um like Mm -hmm. i would love to set my characters up and be like this character here and this one here and this one here sweet cool ambush sniper takes the shot you know all that happens that's not really possible on the switch um, if you move one person into place while you're moving the second person into place, the enemy turns around and you're caught and then half of your mm-hmm. team's out of battle and your other one's in battle. So your best bet is to just try to keep your sniper as far away from everybody and run in uh, with okay. your melee character. Um, yeah. And then move everyone from there. But even at that, you're mo- you're losing half your points, AP points, by moving. So Right. Like um, just setting up is pretty damaging. Yeah, it's not like to that turn or whatever. Switch isn't the best place for Wasteland Two, right? At all, um, but you know it does oh, well. uh, scratch that itch if you are looking for something turn-based. Um, yeah. On, on there, and you can get it for a pretty good discount. Hell yeah! Uh, mobile-wise, all I've been playing is uh, Pokemon. Just trying to keep up. I caught a few new things that I didn't have yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember their names. One of them's like a head-butting dinosaur. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, let me let me get in here. and I'll get That's interesting. That I still haven't seen any of them yet. I know who you're talking about. 
Kenardos. Sure. Yeah. Kranados, I guess maybe. Kranados, um, okay. And then I also ended up getting uh, Krogonk, the hell yeah, poison the frog. frog. Yep. Yeah, he's badass. I'm a big fan of him. So yeah, I love Krogonk. Um, I'm gonna knock knock that out. I ended up getting uh, a Heatran as well as well, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of cool. Okay, yeah, from the uh, raid or whatever. Yeah, I got it from um, yeah, like a raid battle. Hell yeah! So I, I didn't get that one recently, but I, you know, I, I got it a little while back. Yeah, those are tough. I still have not ever been able to manage a like raid that requires more than two people that are at best friends. Yeah, yeah, or ultra friends or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. we saw a um, uh, who's who's the big one right now for raids? Um. Let me look. I know it's under news, so. Um, um, Palkia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw one of those at, at Disney. and I I was trying to jump in, but I was trying to catch that Krogonk as well. Yeah. Um, and Ashley was doing a countdown. She's like, there's like eight seconds. And I was like trying to get in there. And Damn. I clicked the button, and that it sucks. didn't send me in. It sent me into one of my own. And the one that she got sent into only had three people. And so everyone ended up leaving hers. And I had three people in mind. She joined four people. And even at that, we couldn't win. Everyone knew it. Everyone bounced out as soon as it started when it only had four people. Just That's weird. When it's like 50. uh... Was it like 52,000? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Shannon have been able to do... Uh, as best friends, we've been able to take three star raids alone, just the two of us. Yeah, yeah, we've been able to take down some pretty big ones alone. Um, but yeah, those ones, man, some of those bigger ones are just too much. Like, yeah. um, like uh, Ho Oh, Lugio, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's just it's just too much. Um, Damn. But like you know, if once you get halfway in. You know, if you're there, yeah, you can see where the half where the winds are blowing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's about all of Damn. that. Why don't we go ahead and jump into um, the monthlies? Since all of the monthlies came out, uh, hell yeah, we got all of them. Uh, I mean, as usual, Xbox reported like uh, two days after two days. our last podcast came out, and then PlayStation a couple days after that, and Twitch always. I guess they don't announce; they just release it when the first of the month comes along so yeah um it'd be nice if they gave us a couple days but that's fine without it i guess so uh starting with gold um kind of a light month i think if i can throw my own opinion in there um from the first to the 28th we're getting uh what um bloodstained curse of the moon so uh that is the um what the uh Castlevania like um from the Castlevania director I believe yeah it's the kickstarter for the Castlevania yeah. um yeah it's so so it's a it's a, a you know it's a Castlevania-esque game um right and it's done by some of the original creators of Castlevania uh the kickstarter didn't go that well no it was like 
really weird and there was like you know huge delays even after it came out um you know didn't it, it did well with the fans and i think it reviewed well but it just didn't get a ton of sales or anything so um kind of i don't know sort of floundered on arrival sort of um so i mean you're getting that so that's really i mean it's one of those things where you know we've said in the past too like okay this game was fine but free it's amazing like you can't really ask to do much better than here's a game for free right right so um definitely happy to happy to take it and try it out um from february 16th until march 15th you also get the xbox one uh what super Bomberman? super Bomberman r, r. so that's pretty cool another good pickup um yeah. on uh, the 360 from february 1st to the 15th uh backwards compatible of course assassin's creed rogue that's pretty cool that's one i never played that's not bad um yeah, yeah i never i never got into rogue either so that, that's something to be checked out for yeah. sure um and then uh for the original xbox february 16th to 28th again backwards compatible for xbox one Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. I believe that was the introduction of uh, Kyle Katarn, who would go on to be uh, like hugely influential in the uh, kind of expanded universe that Disney threw out when they bought uh, Lucasfilm. Yeah. So, pretty cool. Yeah, not too bad. Um, Alright, so we, we will... Uh, swap over to PlayStation Plus for February 2019. Uh, first off, for the month, as we said, it's kind of mediocre. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this during the show. Um, but the first game that you're going to be picking up is For Honor. Uh, base game. Uh, so you'll be able to pick... You know, I'm not sure exactly how the base game and how their updates have went. Yeah. Um, but this is the melee action game from Ubisoft. Uh, you can choose between the Viking Knight and Samurai. You can p- find your uh, style, you know, wh- like what y- role that you want to fit into, uh, in- into the ba- like inside the battlefield. It does have a feel of something like Dynasty Warriors, where there are other enemies that are out fighting for your team on the field. Mm-hmm. And you can pretty leader. much just like crush them with two hits. Right. Um, so with this uh, game, with this game, the base game, you'll get... Um, 18 different PvP maps, um, and you'll have those three main, uh, basically, classes to choose from, the Viking Knight and the Samurai. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's not a bad game. I do like some of the things they did. It was one of the first ones. Um, Well, maybe. I don't know. Did... For Honor come out first, or did um, Kingdom Come come out first? Uh, Yeah, For Honor beat Kingdom Come out, for sure. Okay, but which one have we been seeing longer? That's the question. Which one was in development longer? Because uh, they that's had a good that, question. Because yeah, they, Kingdom Come, of course, had a Kickstarter and everything. Yeah, they had that style of like you have to block on the you know top right if yeah. the swing's coming from there, and you know it, it has that um, you know it just kind of has that uh, that that interesting combat. Mm-hmm. So kind of like almost semi. Yeah, you know, for combat. free. I would say I would say download it and check it out, mm-hmm. especially if you're into uh, like Ubisoft games, or if you're into the, if you're interested in trying that combat style, yeah, um, because it is a bit different, and it's something that you really don't know if you're gonna like it until you try it out, right? So it's it's definitely one that you have to get your hands on to know for sure. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. All right, um, and after that, the second big game you're going to be picking up this month is Hitman, the complete first season, which has been free. Um, you know, several other places that we've seen before. Um, it's, uh, you, know, a, you know, Agent 47, they released it. Um, what do you call that? Uh, episodically, basically. Right. Um, and, you, you know, you're just traveling around the globe, eliminating your targets in traditional hitman style you know everything from Mm -hmm. um you know getting up close and personal and taking them out with uh the wire and choking them out to poisoning poisoning martini martinis um there's a lot of cool side stuff to do as well so you know don't think that you have to go right for the kill right away there's tons of cool things to check out in each world and plenty of replayability uh talked about it in the past I, I downloaded they, they gave out the base um they technically gave the game out for free but it was just mm-hmm. like the first episode and since that um i've unlocked like two or three other episodes for season one for free and now here's the full first season so that's cool yeah um and that'll generate a little bit of buzz i think getting people playing this might get them interested in um their hitman 2 that they're that they've they just released that right yeah. over last year yeah. yeah i believe so like the end of the year yeah and, yeah so um which i imagine is just uh, you know just as good so um some people look at the month with those two leading as kind of light but hitman i don't know i really like and i do find mm-hmm. it to be addictive yeah, this is like um, this for Xbox and for PlayStation both. I feel like this is a month where um, they're just kind of doing catch up. They're not really trying to like shock anybody. Um, they're just like, oh, okay, like if you guys haven't checked these out, here's some cool shit. There's a lot of great new games coming out that we're kind of focusing on the marketing for them and everything. So here's some extras, yeah. basically. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, aside from those two. You'll be picking up Dive Kick on PS3. It's also a cross-buy with PS4. Um, Dive Kick is kind of a weird game. It is a, like a 2D fighting game where you basically have, I think it's just a jump and a kick. And the point is to kick your enemy in the head and deal the most damage. And once their health is down completely, you're the winner. Um, it's kind of like genital jousting but with feet <laughs> and no right. balls <laughs> okay that's well um but yeah i I, th- I think that's pretty much the point is just to kick your enemies in the head um so you know that one is also another game you can get on ps4 not bad uh, the next one is probably the bigger of the two, of, of course, the bigger of the two for the PS3. For PS3 alone, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot. Um, so if you haven't ever played that uh, and you're into uh, Metal Gear and or you're interested in Metal Gear and you haven't played it yet, this is uh, this is a pretty this was a pretty big game on the PS3. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, now's your chance to get out there. And if you have no idea what it is, of course, it's an action-adventure, like, stealth game developed by Hideo Kojima. The second-to-last Metal Gear Solid developed by him, right? That is correct, yeah. Um, Originally released in 2008, it's been out for a while. Uh, So, you know, 
I would say what you want to do is um, get some food that is not like greasy that won't mess up your controller because you're about to watch a shit ton of cutscenes and mm. um, enjoy the game. All right, moving on to the Vita. Both of the Vita games are crossed by with PS4, which is kind of cool. I don't know how into them you'll be, but the first one up is Gunhouse. Gunhouse is a puzzle game meets a tower defense game. Um, so, you know, it has, uh, it has a little bit of everything. Uh, infinite levels, interesting boss, really interesting um, art style. You can upgrade your weapons. And it, that's kind of how, how it kind of works is you have your turrets kind of on the left side of the screen. Enemies come in from the right, and you have to, you know, stop them before they get too close. I think you fire, like, vegetables and stuff. Hell yeah. Um, so or that might, might just be the, you know, I think it might change from level to level. Um, but it, it looks interesting. Uh, I don't think it would be interesting enough to buy, but that's Gunhouse. Um, you can, you know, I do know if you're looking to get it elsewhere, it's like 15 bucks on the Switch. So I imagine it's probably 15 bucks on PS4. Uh, but it's free. Uh, so you can get it on the PS4 for free. Or the Vita if you're still uh, lugging that old guy around. Mm-hmm. And the last game for Vita, like I said, also crossed by PS4, is Rogue Aces. Rogue Aces is a um, kind of like dog fighting action arcade game. Okay. Um, so there are, you know, like you join the Rogue Aces and there are three, uh, I think there are just three like planes left basically. And you have to basically win the war. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can... Um, yeah, it says Rogue Aces is about hot acrobatic dogfights. Oh, um, yeah. Heroic mid-air plane jacking, sweet, fully destructible buildings, and different every game procedural landscapes and missions. Uh, mission generation shizzle is what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a few different game modes, including a veteran campaign, which is the same campaign, but with the training wheels taken off. Um, the regular campaign... Uh, Features 100 randomly generated missions over procedurally generated islands. Uh, Then there's Rogue Ace, which is uh, ultimate arcade madness. No missions, just score. Frontline campaign uh, is like a time attack. And then there's survival, bomber defense, and secret stuff with music by Kevin Kevy Metal Black. Um, I don't know who that is, but that is the rundown for this game that I had never heard of before. So I had to look it up um, doing that uh, thing. Uh, so yeah, for February, you'll be picking up For Honor, Hitman, the first season, Dive Kick, Gun House, and Rogue Aces for the PS4 and the respective system. And then Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriot for PS3. Not too bad. That's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um uh, we've seen worse months, I think. Um, but for the people who oh, are yeah. like, this is terrible, give Hitman mm. a try. At least give Hitman a try. And yeah. I, I think We've definitely seen worse I, I think I think you'll be... A, it, if you're not happy with it, you'll be, you know, mediocre with... You'll mm-hmm. be lukewarm on this month. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, if you want to jump into 
Um, yeah. Twitch. Um, so the Twitch stuff has honestly like this is something I feel like I say every month. They're just like continuing to release amazing like I don't know like either it's really well rated games or like they'll put out brand new stuff or you know something that I've been wanting to grab and just never got a chance. So sure. somehow they're continuing to do that. I don't know how they're making money on this. But um so the first game uh they have uh Piku Niku which is a That's game from Devolver. Um it's kind of like a cutesy almost like a uh, you know the game from the Katamari developer Watam. Right. Kind of looks like Watam. Cool. Um It's just kind of like a weird little story where you're playing these kind of funky characters. Um, we're looking at uh, Dear Esther Landmark Edition. Awesome. Hell Great yeah. game. This is a really early like walking sim. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some cool you know, components going on and kind of a little bit of a surprise in the story. Uh, Downwell, which is a... Um, I don't know, like a platformer sort of, Metroidvania sort of, uh, kind of interesting art style game. Um, yeah. The Flame and the Flood, which has been given away for free on everything, but this is from a former developer on um, uh, Bioshock Infinite. Um, went off and made a company with a couple other, uh, you know, infinite people. Um, kind of. This is the one where you're sort of navigating a like, like an over map, right? Bayou Creek, and then you go into like smaller zones where it's more of a adventure game. Um, Art is amazing on it. It's mostly like art people that had come out of, uh, you know, Irrational. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one I'm not really sure about, but uh, it's called Dracknick and Company Puzzle Collection. So I'm sure it's just some, looks like maybe three uh, puzzle games. So definitely nothing wrong with that. And it's, uh, you know, they're continuing to hit like such big chunks of the market when they put these ga- these uh, these bundles out. Um <laughs> I mean, basically every type of game is represented on here, I guess, except for shooters. <laughs> and for shooters, you know, they're giving away Warframe bundles, Neverwinter for online play, um, an Overwatch League thing if you want to watch and throw some money their way. Sure. Um, bunch of cool shit. Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. Um, the middle I don't know games, how they do it. The three middle games really should catch people's attention um, for free. Mm. Of course, Flame in the Flood, uh, the Flame in the Flood is you know we've seen that a lot but yeah um, still good still and great. like i mean piku niku came out like the 20th of january or something like it's brand new oh damn yeah uh, it came out it came out somewhere in january well god so, damn All i just right. don't know how they do this shit <laughs> yeah uh well they they have a ton of i feel like these guys have a ton of money um you mm-hmm. know with uh just in general like on on their side of the business or whatever yeah, I mean, it's Amazon. They can just spend an unlimited amount of money. Like, yeah, it's even kind of like taking Amazon out of the picture and just saying, like, Twitch underneath Amazon has this much mm. money. I feel like they're still doing fantastic alone. So, yeah. Damn. Cool. We'll go ahead Pretty and jump crazy. into the games that are coming out. But first, if you guys get the chance, head over to Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out the top news and video game stuff that we talk about here on the podcast. Check it out there first. Um, and talk with us on the daily we also remind you of some fun uh like recently i did the uh happy birthday to silent hill it was their 20th mm-hmm. which is a holy shit kind of thing um 
Yeah. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you can see us uh, make fun of Grim and uh, when we go live. <laughs> Grim tags us in a ton of stuff over there when he goes live, so you won't miss out on any of the like any of us playing games or talking about games or doing any of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, why don't you then take it away for the first game releasing? Yeah, so uh, we're starting out with... Um, this is a big week for 3DS for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm. Itrian Odyssey Nexus on the 3DS coming from Atlas. Um, this is a, I guess, semi-typical JRPG. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still, we always beg the question, why? Um, yeah, who's coming after this? Like, I, I, I would love to see what these guys make on something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know why you would release shit on 3DS anymore. I mean, at the very least, you could do you could make it for the Switch and say, hey, you have to play this in handheld mode and half of the screen is touchscreen and half isn't. Yeah. But, like, like it's doable. It's entirely doable. Yeah, I mean, this... Uh, it would work perfectly... F- like, I don't know. Maybe not. But... I'm waiting for that first game to pop up and say, like, you need to play this handheld, but you need to utilize the TV as well. And I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, I don't know how they would be able to to make that happen, I guess. But I'm waiting for that. And this seems like a game that could utilize something like that. And it doesn't look terrible. Yeah. It looks interesting. I mean, it's sort of like Dragon Questy. It reminds me of yeah, and it you know you can customize your characters and you know change your hairstyles and as they um, like level up, they kind of evolve almost mm-hmm. into like new things. Um, yeah. it, it looks it looks cool. So it, I guess if you're still rocking, if you're still rocking the Switch or the 3D, 3DS, 3DS, yeah. yeah, you know, check it out. Um, oh, yeah. The second game releasing this one as well on the fifth for Switch and PS4, Riot Civil Unrest, uh, which I actually think looks really good. Um, art style is it, it's a a pixel like art style um, coming from uh, what was that Merge Games, um, and yeah, I mean it. With pixel art style, sometimes it is kind of hard to tell what is exactly happening. But the like little side bit about this, um, it's a uh, real-time riot simulator that takes place right in the heart of some of the world's most, uh, uh, some of the world's like biggest clashes. Campaigns include uh, Spain, Egypt, Greece, Italy, uh, 17 single-level scenarios. Uh, that include Rome, Oakland, Paris, London, and Ukraine. Uh, the yeah. creator, Leonard uh, Menachardi, I guess, um, sure. experienced riots firsthand in Italy. Uh, he Hell created yeah. the game to tell the stories that he experienced and the feelings he experienced during the clash. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure how much this is going to come out on it came out uh december 6 2017 on um pc steam yeah yeah uh you know it pulled some mixed reviews it's currently sitting at about 17 bucks so i imagine hmm. this thing will come out at about 20 bucks everywhere yeah. else um, or 25 on the switch 
or 25 or 45 on the switch that's always marked up on the switch yeah <laughs> um but yeah could be could be something to check out i'm not exactly sure um what kind of game it actually is though i mean aside from a, like a simulator right um, yeah i'm not 100 percent sure um but it looks cool yeah it definitely looks cool and the, that art style is always fun yeah uh cool go ahead and move on to the next all one. right um so this is one that graham wanted to call out Oh, yeah. uh, he let us know about this a couple days in advance of the podcast, at least. Uh, on Thursday the 7th, uh, we're looking at the release of the Evoland Legendary Edition on Switch and PS4, which is basically Evoland 1 and 2 HD, right? Um, I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. it, it uh, I mean, it looks, again, like a relatively traditional um, JRPG for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um looks like uh basically so um kind of almost looks like a pokemon styled game yeah it has a very interesting look um because the art style changes like eight times in the game mm-hmm. uh it starts off looking like a traditional pokemon game for from you know like the game boy and then it moves into um like a legend of zelda style game and then it moves into a uh, like Crystal Chronicles style game mm-hmm. um, until you're like fully forward in a like a full 3D space like a, yeah yeah um, I mean in, in between there you see definitely some like Final Fantasy 7 influence you see uh, you know a ton of influence from a ton of different um, RPGs so mm-hmm. um this could be cool. Uh, the only thing I fear is that it could feel kind of weak in the beginning because you're playing such an old style of game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, this could be really, this could be really fun. Definitely something to look at. I'm not yeah, sure. It's something I'm, I'm willing to give a chance to it. I just kind of have to see a little more, I think. But it's definitely cool looking. Yeah. All right, cool. And yeah, again, that one's um, coming out Thursday the 7th. Um, Moving forward to Friday, February 8th for PC, PS4 from your boys at Namdai Bamco, God Mm. Eater 3. Goddamn Bam Blam. Goddamn Black Betty Bam Blam. Right. Um, I, I don't know too much about God Eater. It's never something I've ever gotten into. No, um, yeah, it's like extremely anime. I know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I, yeah. I never got into it. I, I don't know. Uh, I know Grim has been really into it. They do have a demo, I believe, out right now mm-hmm. on PS4, that, uh, maybe even PC that you can check out. Um, I, I don't know why I've never really got into it. It's not something that I would like shy away from. You know, I, I might be interested in something like this. Yeah. Um, I, I just yeah I don't know push forward a little bit and jump around in this trailer just to see if there's anything mm-hmm. super noteworthy but <clears throat> if you guys do have questions about this the man to reach out to on twitter is at grim reaper sage hell yeah he will uh, he will help you out and then um, the final game coming out for the week uh, also on February 8th Yokai Watch 3 on 3DS. Yokai Watch 3. 
So as far as I know, um, so they did the first Yokai Watch game. It was pretty successful, especially in the U.S. Uh, it did better than you would have expected. Um, okay. For two, they released two different games, kind of following the Pokemon model. Okay. And then Probably for smart. three, it looks like they're back on one, and maybe you like choose in the game to where like where you're going to split your path or whatever. Um, that's what it looks like. Cause it, I mean, the trailer's definitely teasing like sort of you know multiple different ways that the game plays out so um but yeah i mean it's basically like a wackier more japanese pokemon okay yeah it looks like they have some just ridiculous uh yeah like creatures that join you and and what you use like a watch and like basically a pog that you slide into it to yep summon whatever you're using yep Right, I'm all caught up. And there's some like Voltron shit going on. Voltron shit going on up in here. Hell yeah. I I don't know who brought this up. (laughs) (laughs) And even like it's like almost even worse that it's just coming to the 3ds. Again, there's no reason to just put this on the 3ds. On the Switch, it's kind of like it reminds me of like Persona 5 or um like a thousand other games. Like, why would you not just put this on the Switch? Yeah, like, at this point, you've been working on the game for, what, like, a couple years? But even that, you have still had enough time to go, oh, the Switch is out, let's make it for the Switch. Yeah. We knew the Switch was going to be big, I mean, fucking two years ago. Right. So, yeah, I don't know why you would avoid it in any way. I'm checking into something Grim just said. Okay. Um, um, he said that we missed Monster Energy. Super that's not being Monster. mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> he left that off for a reason. I mean, oh boy, no. And that's one, I think that's just you. being re-released. I think that has come out on some other console. Like it came out on PC first, and now it's coming to console. So. Yeah, it could be. All right, and uh, we actually did have a game that we missed that is not uh, Monster Energy Super Motocross. Um, So, what, at the end of last week? uh, Yeah, February 1st, um, a game came out that I backed on Kickstarter. Okay. That I've been following, and yet again, I neglected to mention its release. So, uh, this is Spinnertality. S-P-I-N-N-O-R-T-A-L-I-T-Y. I'm not sure what they're going for there, but it's a cyberpunk management sim. So basically you have like a cyberpunk, like dystopian, like super corp. And you are doing all kinds of weird shit and like, uh, like trying to bring all the power onto yourself and controlling the media and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, the police um, and... Right. Yeah, and the the game looks. I mean, you know, we were just talking about Risk. It almost sort of looks like an overmap of like Risk or, um, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only ten bucks. Obviously, if you get it, you know, it's on Steam. If you get it in its early release window, you get it for nine bucks, ten percent off. And that's going on until February eighth. So uh, if you're wanting to check that out, why not just take ten percent off and grab it quick? And uh, yeah, I'm just, sure. this was kind of a small like very small team worked on it and it came out looking really good so um yeah i'm excited for 
you know people get a chance to check this out yeah yeah i mean these kind of games we sometimes the market gets saturated with things that are just like you know that are like this and it's just too much but this looks like one that's pretty well done with a uh with a good um like with a good like Mm. like setting behind it you know it's not just like oh well go ahead and manage all of these people for whatever reason um you know it looks like there is a reason uh whether it's kind of good or bad whatever role you decide to take at it from what i can tell mm-hmm. um it looks like you have a lot of choices to make yeah so and cyberpunk stuff is hot right now really uh really strong dicking it around here extremely with all they do cool uh so those are all the games releasing between february 4th and the 10th uh of course you can always hit us up on twitter at mammoth games inc if you think that we missed anything like we missed this one um and let us know and of course come back next week to get all of the uh noteworthy games that are being Mm -hmm. or that are coming out for the week um we don't have anything uh like alpha beta or demos uh for this week we i I didn't see anything i don't think you did either um so let's just jump right into the news um i'm trying to look through and i'm looking to see if this is um, the majority of the week is positive or negative um it looks like the majority of the week is positive but we're going to start it off on a downer note yep cool like we do Let's get right on into it. And uh, if you guys were a fan of Machinima, well, they're close. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not only... So, like, I don't know. I guess this was kind of, you know, people saw this coming, sort of. Yeah. Um, We mentioned it it last week, right? Yeah, we mentioned that they went and, like, basically shut off all their videos. Yeah. So, that was not a good sign. And it was like, you know, basically their statement was... Well, we want to focus on the future. We don't want to, um, you know, be like stuck with this big back catalog that people are always looking into. Like, we want to move on. <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> and their future was them shutting their doors. <laughs> but again, like, this actually makes, like, you can kind of see a case for rebranding, right? That's sure. like, well, you know, sometimes there was content that we didn't like in some of these. We weren't in control of the people's voices. Like, we weren't in control of their messaging. Um, you know, there might be stuff that maybe our company now doesn't like. Maybe they talk shit about this media company in the past or something. So, like, I can understand, like, okay, let's freeze that stuff out because that's not really what we're about anymore. We're going to, like, rebrand. Yeah. And then they just fire everyone so why not just leave all that stuff up to make money so yeah yeah that's a good question uh deadline reports that the company has made an official statement on the matter including the announcement of its purging 81 people from its staff as part of uh its own end uh quote machinima has ceased its remaining operations which include layoffs a spokesperson Mm. spokesperson tells deadline ceo russell aaron's uh, remains with Machinima and is assisting with transitional activities as she explores new opportunities. Which means she is remaining there until they're done with her and then she needs a new job. Mm-hmm. Is that a girl named Russell? Hell yeah. I've never seen a girl named Russell before. Hello, my name is Susan. 
I know that in your time it's a girl's name, but in my time it's a boy's name. <laughs> um, but Machinima has hosted just tons of video games, uh, videos and parodies. Um, yeah. Just a whole mess of it. So it is kind of... Um, I mean, it's like an end to someone who was around for the Wild West of YouTube. Uh, and, yeah. and they're gone. Um, yeah. It's kind of... I mean, it, know, it really I, is like... I do put them I, up there with, you know, creators like, uh, you know, some of the big people that were out there at the time, like Philip DeFranco. And, yeah, at, like uh, Red versus Blue and Red, shit was yeah. like spawned off of these kind of sites. It's right. really weird. Like, again, it's one of those things where like... I just don't see the advantage. Somebody went and bought this company for some amount of money. Uh-huh. And then just fucking deleted everything. Like, what? Why? What's the point of that? Um, it says its entire video library vanished on YouTube as contracts were terminated or transferred to another network called Fullscreen as part of Machinima's mm-hmm. merger with Time Warner-owned Otter Media. It's so. just so weird. Like... Isn't Time Warner looking to be absolved into a company? Aren't they looking to be picked up by, like, Verizon or something? Uh, there's, like, some weird shit. I mean, Time Warner doesn't exist. Uh, you know, it became Spectrum after they merged with somebody. Well, um, so Bright there's House like still exists. Bright House exists. Yeah, that's really weird. Bright House Well, they're under Spectrum. After they were... I thought Time Warner was absolved into Bright House, and then Bright House was absolved into Spectrum. That's possible. They wanted to get rid of the name because it had such bad, like, yeah, market. Like, yeah, they had bad opinion or whatever. Opinion, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like Warner Media got spun off and survived on its own, and that was that's trying to be bought out by somebody. And then like Spectrum, like they have their own mobile service now, which is pure shit. They've been like emailing me constantly. It's like, hey, you get internet through us. Why not get your mobile phone through us, too? And I'm like, those are two completely fucking different things, and you guys are bad at both of them. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those things where, like... I don't know. You know, Time Warner went away, but all of their behavior and the way that they treat their customers and all their services, there was not a fucking hi- a, a, a hiccup for a second. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, that's what's so weird about this media change is, like, why why would you go out of your way to acquire something and then... And then just, like... Just destroy just it. Just get rid of it, yeah. I mean, it's not just that they fired everyone. You know what I mean? They didn't just fire these, like, video editors and, I don't know, they probably had, like, three people that were on screen and then... Content creators. You know, 78 and... people that just did the editing and the right. effects and everything, but... Like, why would you shut off a past version of revenue that you don't even have to do? I mean, like... Yeah, you don't have to do anything. It's you know, so if you, look at, if you look at Time Warner, for example, or let's, you know, Otter Media, whoever... I mean, whatever you're looking at here. If you look at, like, the cable side of it, they laid the cable that goes to your house. Mm-hmm. So they put it in once, and then they make money every time you use it. Right. So they pay once for it. So why not pay once for Machinima, and then every time somebody watches a video, make 0.2 cents off of the ad? Like, right. why even go in and purge it? It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. Unless there is something specifically in the content that, like, 
this creator will always get a 5% revenue split or something. I mean, I don't know what that looks like, right? But right. It's, it's, it's weird all around. I agree. All right, let's move forward to something that's a little more comical. <laughs> I found yes. this to be just hilarious. So uh, This is also really weird. It's another thing that's like, okay, there has to be a strategy here, but what? <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, the, I, I, I generally look through all of my emails, you know, yeah. I, I mass select everything. I don't click on each one of them. I right. mass select stuff and I'm like, garbage, 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 delete. Um, leaving out the things that are good. And I got something from Ubisoft talking about the division two private beta. And I was like, interesting. And the mm. title was come see what a real government shutdown looks like <laughs> in the private beta, which immediately made me laugh. I actually stopped. We were in the middle of, uh, like I said, I had family in town, and mm-hmm. we were walking around Disney Springs at the time. And I leaned over to Ashley, and I was like, this is funny. And she's like, what? What? And, you know, it does it does ask a few questions uh, when you get something like this, because they went on the record and saying that they have nothing to do with actual um, government, nothing to do with the side that they take. Uh, on any well, opinion. yeah, they're they're trying to um, say like we, do, we everything we do is completely fictional, right? And we might reference a real event, but you have to understand that like we're not taking a shot at that event. We're just bringing it up for right. for context or whatever, right? Yeah. So like they're they they trying. I don't know if this is possible to do, but they're trying to be completely non political, right? Right. So this is a personal shot that I took. Uh, I was picked up. Mm-hmm. That day, I'm trying to think. It might have been Friday. Uh, uh, yeah, it was like it was like Friday, about, Saturday, about three thirty, uh, and then I got just this <laughs> at about eight o'clock. Very good. <laughs> Nothing else. We apologize for the earlier email, and I was like, yeah. "Why are you apologizing?" Um, so it was really, really uh, to me. I found it to just be silly, um, but you know the point that. Uh, like I'm, I, after you sit back and you think about it, it's like if you say something super controversial, and then mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, we're sorry," you know, the wrong person wrote the email or whatever, and you know, we're looking into that, and we've released an apology. You know, that immediately puts out any of the fires because it wasn't something malicious. It didn't attack a group of people. It didn't do anything. Um, right. It just it's... kind of poked fun at something that maybe shouldn't have been poked fun at. Right, um, but I, like it, the, the question is, as we've been looking at this, it's like I can't find any news stories of anyone complaining that this was offensive. Right, right. So why would they immediately, uh, you know, same day release an email if nobody complained about it? And that's where I go, okay, so this was kind of a setup on their end. They wanted to get people's attention, Mm-hmm. And then nobody was offended by it, so they just released the okay. We're sorry, just to like cover their. We're sorry, just to cover their back. Yeah, I mean that, that is definitely a thing that like if you apologize fast enough, people can't really get mad at you because especially if I mean they're like they're basically offering receipts too. They're like a you know somebody put that in without our knowledge. We didn't say that this person should have been. You know, we didn't say what the the subject line of this email should have been, and somebody just put in a joke, and we didn't approve it. So, like, you know, we just want to get out ahead of everybody and say, like, we understand this is fucked up. Sorry. So, right. like, you know, you can't really get mad at them at that point because they're sure. like, yeah, we know, 
Yep. It's like, oh, you guys, you know? And they're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, it's exactly like, like, we, you know, they're talking about, like, I really feel like they were just trying to get their name out there. The huge titles came out. Mm. It's easy to forget about something that's not coming out for weeks when huge titles come out. Their names, yeah, especially that the time mouth. frame they're talking about. Yeah, yeah th- their 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 video game's name isn't in the mouth of gamers at this time. So let's do right. something to shake it up a little bit. And this and that, is, like, I think, what they did. That is the most like, uh, that's the most cynical, like, angle on it. But also, it's probably the most realistic. Right, and and that's like, what I was trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find what is. What is real? What are you know? What are they actually trying to accomplish? And I can't find any other thing that you know. Even if it was an accident, I mean, mm-hmm. it's not offensive, and nobody there. There would be no need if it was an accident, and nobody said anything about it. You know, mm-hmm. or not even if it was an accident. If they put it out there and then nobody said anything about it, why would they release the email that says we're sorry? Yeah, that really is. That's where it seems like it's it's strictly a marketing thing. Yeah, the conversation could be different if they didn't release the sorry email. Yeah. But they did in a timely manner, which means that they were ready for whatever was going to happen. So, right. yeah, I look at this. This is marketing. Huh. Um, to me. Uh, yeah. But... You know, we, we wouldn't have ran... We wouldn't have ran this article and been laughing at the first email that that was received if you know they didn't do it you know it, we wouldn't have mm-hmm. had anything about the division two this week if they didn't do this so that means it worked yeah it fully worked um yeah. and to cap that off uh you can go sign up for the chance to play the beta that comes out uh february <laughs> 7th through the 10th the game releases on march 15th yep <laughs> yeah that is it's weird like okay so what eight hundred thousand federal employees were affected to, in right. total right. by the shutdown to varying degrees? How many of them are going to go grab Tom Clancy's The Division Two? All of them. Five, ten <laughs> percent. I mean, like, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, it, it's 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 kind of okay to insult the government. one one billionth of your <laughs> like player base. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how many total people are probably actually, like, even if they, you know, didn't write an article about it or whatever. Like I said, I could not find a single article where it was like, wow, look at this. This is totally fucked up what Ubisoft did. Yeah, most of the people are, like, kind of laughing at it a little bit. Right. I mean, it's not even, like, I, I don't even know if what they said originally is a problem. Right. And the worst is it thing insulting? I, they didn't say like you'll never get a paycheck again in this government shutdown or something like that. Like they're not making light of it. It's like they're not like the fuck fucking you, White House. Like yeah. the the like these these DC buildings are on fire in their fucking marketing. Yeah. Like it's not like they said come see what a real government shutdown looks like and it's uh, you know, federal employee can't pay their rent simulator 2019 or something. <laughs> like, you might be on to something, though. Although, wait a minute. Although, here we go. Yeah, really. I think we so, know some people. It's very weird. Yeah, we could talk to some people. The guys that... Uh, President Evil 6. President Evil 6. What was... um? The, the, what's that Skyline game that you played for a long time? City, City Skylines. City Skylines. We could talk to those guys. We could probably work something out. Yeah, hold on. 
Yeah. Let me get a charge of. Let me get a hold of uh, Paradox here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And speaking oh. of President Evil, uh, Capcom has gone ahead and teased that they're like, you know what? We would definitely do a remake of Resident Evil Three. Why not? And they're like, you know, we want our fans to kind of come and you know ask for it. We probably want a couple petitions going around to give us some free marketing. Mm-hmm. But apparently, Resident Evil 2's remake has done really well. Uh, you know, definitely score wise and apparently sales wise as well. So yeah. they're like, yeah, fuck, we'll just keep remaking the whole series over and over again until you guys fucking are sick of it. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 2 was fantastic. Resident Evil 3 really pulled on. Um, it, it does a thing that I've talked about time and time again. When you make mm. a game. And you have your engine. Here's the engine. Let's make the game as good as we can. Make the game as good as you can. Release it. This is that same engine, but running on its highest performance. And that's what Resident Evil 3 was. It did that so well. And Mm -hmm. it was... I mean, it's not everyone's favorite game uh, in the Resident Evil series. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with it not introducing a new character. You're playing as Jill from Resident Mm -hmm. Evil 1. Mm-hmm. Whereas two introduced Leon and Leon, who is probably the fan odds-on favorite, best and favorite Resident Evil character for everyone, and then Claire, who is probably their second fan favorite yeah. character. Um, but in this one, it revolves around Jill and three. It revolves around Jill and her time in Raccoon City during the outbreak, mm-hmm. um, which is also very cool, and it also introduces. Uh, probably the most um, recognizable figure from the Resident Evil series, the Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, that oh, son of okay. a bitch just breaks through fucking walls and makes everybody shit their pants. Yeah. So um, if we do get this game, uh, this game will have a lot more jump scares than two. I can almost guarantee. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with that Nemesis literally breaking through buildings. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it like. <laughs> he'll just like walk through a wall like the fucking kool-aid man he will like there's a there's a corner in the pd um that has a um, a staircase and then kind of back behind the staircase there's a dark room and mm-hmm. you get filmed throughout the first or, uh, resident evil 2 that you go back there i think it's that same corner that you go into it had that fixed camera and the camera was fixed to that one to one of the walls and you can see the other wall really well uh and then the stairs and you had to kind of run back off camera to get to the... And then the camera would switch to a different so you could see the door for the dark room. Um, mm-hmm. Right as you walk back and you start going back by the dark room, like with enough time to see the animation happen and the camera not to switch, um, as soon as you get back there. So you can't run back the other way or go back up the stairs. You have to interact with the nemesis. He busts through that fucking wall. And you're oh, like, oh, yeah. shit, and you have to run into the room. Um, for whatever reason, he doesn't break through another wall. He's already been breaking through walls. I don't know why he didn't just break into the dark room and kill everybody. Um, mm-hmm. But that's video games. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this game will be... We'll hear something about Resident Evil 3 being remade. Um, unless something just ridiculous goes down. But yeah. uh, you have to assume that they're working on something else in the Resident Evil engine already. Uh, something mm-hmm. probably um, like Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil, you know, moving forward, something that progresses the current storyline rather than remaking yeah. past games. But 
Uh, yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely welcome Resident Evil Three. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So now we're starting the fucking Nintendo News Hour. Here comes Nintendo News Hour. Uh, uh, one, two, Nintendo. three, four, five, six Nintendo stories. Um, so if, I mean, some of these are have more behind them than others. Honestly. Yeah. Um, this is mostly based on Nintendo's financial briefing call. Uh-huh. Um, where they kind of talked about their last year and then their upcoming year, what they want to do in the next fiscal year. Um, so they are uh, targeting a 2022 release date for the Super Mario movie. I can't imagine that'll possibly be good. I can't. Uh, I <laughs> Man, Mario movies haven't been ever good. Uh, and they uh, had... Well, hold on. They had John Leguizamo. That's the best one. That, well, yeah, it's it's better than the animated series. Yeah, they've some things have a really hard time translating from you know this media to this media. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's like, okay, if you're not gonna do this, um, if you're if you're gonna do the movie in any way that's not just an animated version of the game, why would you do it? Right. And that's what they always try to do. They always try to do something different. And, I, you know, I, I will say, I, I don't remember what year, um, like, what what year the John, like, Bob uh, Hoskins, John Leguizamo yeah. movie came out. Um, oh, wait a minute. What? what? Okay, that's the DVD version first came out in 2003. I was going to say, that can't be right. No, no. That was, like, <laughs> late 80s movie, I yeah. think. Um, but I mean, at the time, they had no idea really what they were doing with Mario. It, it, you know, Mario. Yeah, it was extremely early. This movie came out like after the first game came out in the U.S. or something. Yeah, it's like look at um, Mar. Uh, look on the NES. Look at Mario. Look at what mm. was that? Uh, the Super Mario or Mario Bros. Uh, right. I don't think they had Super yet. And then Mario Bros. Two. Look at the difference between those two games. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's weird. Like, things get really weird with two. It's like they didn't know what they were doing. And then after we... After two, and they moved on to three, it really started cementing in what was good about Mario and what was not good about Mario. And we never saw any of this stuff from two almost ever again. Right. Like, you really never see, like, Birdie or the Turnips or, you know, anything right. like that. It's, you know, it's it's literally... That basically, when you think of like uh, uh, Super Mario World three on the Super Nintendo, mm. that's the game that most people think of when they think of Mario, unless they yeah. grew up a bit later, and then it might be like uh, like Nintendo, like Super Mario sixty four. Um, yeah, but yeah, nobody thinks of two when they hear Mario, and that's kind of the time that most people, or that's kind of the time I think that that live action movie came out. Mm-hmm in just that weird place so i don't know what we're gonna do here i imagine it'll be you know an all animated feature i don't know who will tackle it but danny devito we want danny devito as mario daniel devito who dropped his magnum condom damn for his magnum dong sure did god he has so many good quotes um but yeah uh it's kind of interesting it'll be i i can't wait to see what they're doing with it i mean we're on the cusp of some really weird stuff with uh sonic a sonic it's like 
did yep. anybody actually ask for that? And this, I think, that does, falls into that same. That look good. <laughs> falls into the same category. Like, who asked for a Mario? Yeah, who the fuck is looking for this? Yeah. Like, who in the world wanted this? Yeah. I can't think of one person offhand. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. You know it'd be really good? A Super Mario movie. Damn, here we go. Um, so, yeah, coming off of that, uh, Nintendo is trying to kind of pump up those rookie numbers on uh, Switch Online. Hell yeah. Um, part of their uh, financial briefing was basically they have 8 million subscribers right now, which is extremely high considering it doesn't do anything. Um, yeah, nothing at all. He also added that they're working to expand the Switch's online offerings, but they didn't talk about what they mean by that. Um, it was delayed by a year to originally come out um and you know i certainly haven't utilized it at all uh yeah i mean it's it's twenty dollars a year so i could give a fuck less but yeah i actually um, was i sat down to buy it and mm. i think at the time i was talking to one of my other friends and he's like yeah dude don't buy it i have like a family account that i'm putting a few friends on he's like just take one of those i was (laughs) like okay um so i mean i personally i didn't even have to I uh, didn't even have to buy it, but it's I, like I can't wait to see what they actually plan on doing. And we always see that with mm-hmm. online, like PlayStation Plus didn't start off with a bang. You oh know, no! Neither yeah, did anything true. Microsoft came out with. It was like they tried, but yeah. it was still kind of trash. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of have to see. I mean, I think the. They really need to, like, pump up what it even is capable of. Like, basically, it gives you the ability to chat with your friends, play games online, and rent some NES games. That's, like, nothing. It doesn't really even let you chat with friends on the system. Right. You have to do it on your fucking mobile phone phone or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's extremely weird and, like, inconvenient. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... The thing like, that, okay, on my phone, I can chat with my friends anyways, because it's a fucking phone. Like, I can do it on Discord, I can do it on Facebook, I can do it on Skype, I can call them. <laughs> yeah, literally any, any. I really don't need your app. Like, the Nintendo app, I like to, uh, I like, if I'm, if I'm, like, sitting around and waiting for something, I'll go on, like, my PlayStation app and see what's for sale, I'll go on my Xbox app and see what's for sale. Right. You can't on Nintendo. You can open a chat room and that's it. It cannot do anything else. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's pretty that's bad. So, that's so crazy that they think that it... Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. That's why I'm hoping that it's good. I'm hoping 2019 is really good for this. And it'll prove... Um, good, like, it'll prove that, like, sticking with them from the beginning and giving them that money has been worthwhile. Like, we need mm-hmm. um, a reason to add people on the system. I don't know why we add people on the Switch. There's... Yeah literally no point you can't do anything with them um i mean you could like you can't like create a party and then go and jump into mario kart which would be incredibly convenient um you have to go into mario kart and then create a party and send them an invite and then even then i don't even know how it works because i've never done it um Mm -hmm. i do know with super smash you basically have to go find your friend on the end game so removing that would be I think an incredible leap forward. Do everything party-wise from the main menu. Don't worry about in-game. Have the in-game work with the system, not the system work with the game. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then, of course, like we said, voice chat on the system. Um, some sort of, like, it's not even needed, but some sort of, like, gratifying system of showing that you've accomplished something, like trophies or achievements, would be really, really nice. Um, okay. You know, just showing, like, look, I've played... Like, that's the thing that I like about trophies is I can go back and be like, look how long ago I beat Dead Space and look at everything I accomplished in it. That was cool. Um, Okay. And it's nothing big, but it's, you know, it's something that is offered elsewhere, literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. Except Yeah, every competitor. I mean, Steam. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's really weird. So. Hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully sometime soon. Uh, so continuing on with um, more Nintendo news, it looks like we're going to be getting a Dr. Mario World coming to Android and iOS um, yeah. this summer. Global release says 20, uh, or summer 2019. Um, man, I don't know exactly what this means because Dr. Mario is the... It's like the Tetris version of Mario. Mm. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him aside from, you know, just playing Tetris again. Um, (laughs) Who knows? Price. Free to download with uh, optional in-app purchases. You can pretty much expect... The genre is still puzzle, so it looks like they're doing the same thing. Um and what they're going to do is give you probably the first, like, five levels for free or whatever. Just right. like they did with the Super Mario Run. Is that what that was called on iOS yep. and Android? Um, where they give you the first few levels, and then you, if you want to play everything, you have to pay, like, ten bucks. Um, I don't know if I'll jump on this one, though. I jumped on the last one, and it was yeah, fun. Yeah, I don't have to but see more. I really can't play... I don't. I don't think I really ever want to play a like two D Mario again. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have it in me, <laughs> uh, unless it's a uh, like a, an RPG. Yeah, I, I don't think it's in. Yep, can't blame you there. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that Nintendo has, like, they've really cemented their place in like. We did this one thing really, really well in, like, 1991, and we're still doing it. Yeah. So, like, they're, they're still doing really bad with the online. Like, they just they just don't seem to understand how important that is to the modern gaming market. Right? But they Yeah, but they do understand what it takes to listen to their fans, but they won't listen to their fans about modern, moder, modernizing their gaming, their games. Right. And they, so, they still don't get, like... Look, nobody wants shit on the 3DS. Like, put everything on the Switch. They right. still don't get that. People are like, hey, I want to be in a fucking party when I play online with my friends. They still don't get that. Hey, I want, like... When you make a mobile game, it needs to be more than just some fucking bullshit-ass, like... You know, Super Mario Run was kind of a money grab. Yep. Um, and even then, it was like... They look at mobile as a completely different thing. Which it doesn't have to be. It just is. Because that's how the mobile market tends to work, right? Mm-hmm. And now um, they just have not kept up on a lot of stuff, basically. Um, yeah. And we'll actually follow that up a little bit as we continue with the Nintendo News Hour. Nintendo. Um, so 
basically there was an idea that maybe Nintendo would be releasing an updated version of the Switch, kind of like I don't know, like a PS3 Slim or like a PS4 Pro or new know, 360 XL. Slim, a new 3DS XL now with Alexa integrated. Yeah. Like, so there was this story kind of middle of last year we heard about it, maybe end of last year. And then Nintendo actually said, hey, we're not planning on making a new Switch. Um, we like our product now and we're going to stick with it, whatever. And then now... Um, a Japanese financial newspaper has said that in the 2019 fiscal year, which will last until March of 2020, um, they're probably going to release a revised version of the Switch during that time period. Um, it'll be focusing more on handheld. So maybe a handheld only Switch? Yeah, maybe. I that would be the time to execute the 3DS, right? That would be. So, yeah, I don't know, like... It's really weird. Um, I, I don't know. I see. I like. Um, I mean, I, the problem that that comes up with it is if it's portable only. That mm. means they're probably interested in making games that only work portably, and I, I I don't I don't like that. I like having the option of, like having it on the big screen or portable mm-hmm. um i i do find one of the reasons like that like i've been playing um uh wasteland 2 it's like sometimes the you know the font's too small and that's just not good for that screen so it feels better to play it on a big screen and mm-hmm. i don't know they I, I don't like the idea of it but i also don't like the idea of them possibly making which is another thing they could make like a small change to it like oh look at this new button oh by the way this new game coming out won't work with the old one like they did Mm -hmm. with the new 3ds xl i mean they're known for doing stuff like that so it is a little bit scary but um you know we'll see yeah if they're going to do anything i could see them announcing it um at like their e3 treehouse event or whatever we better fucking I really want to direct soon because I want Animal Crossing to come out. I'll pay a hundred dollars for it. Just do it. <laughs> just pull the trigger. Just fucking pull the trigger on my nuts. Just load the gun up, hold it up to my dong, and pull the trigger. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The devil trigger. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of the devil, we got more Mario or more <laughs> Nintendo news. Yep. Um, Mario Kart Tour is delayed. Um, they have delayed the release of the mobile Mario Kart Tour from the end of the fiscal year, uh, which is March 31st, to some undisclosed time this summer. Um, Mm -hmm. So this could be, you know, just like the... uh, See, I I feel like if they're releasing... Yeah, if they're releasing the Dr. Mario this summer, they won't release Mario Kart Tour this summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're both mobile. They won't release two things within a couple of months to compete with themselves. It'll give like six months. Yeah. So one of these games is going to get, um, you know, pushed a bit further. So I don't know. It's weird. Uh, but huh. Mario Kart on mobile could be something worthwhile, maybe. Yeah, that could be kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, just pushing yeah, forward. We... It... Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, I was say, gonna say what you're about to say. Yeah, 
Um, if you have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, you can now. Uh, I think this is for everyone, right? Grab the Piranha Plant. Uh, yeah, everybody that pre-ordered or bought it within its first month, basically. Okay, and then if not, I think you have to purchase it. Um, Just like five bucks on its own, I think. Yeah, uh, it has a, the Piranha Plant has a few cool different moves. It you know can spit out a giant um, like spiked ball, and then you can kind of like aim where it goes, which I have yet to do it looks like it has yeah uh a few things that i haven't even messed with like some poison attacks it's upward attack to get back on the ledge it just kind of spins around like a propeller um and you know just a few other moves that i haven't really checked out but it is rather fast i expected it to be kind of slow to be honest yeah that's Um, what they were kind of talking about that it was kind of like a sluggish um character but it turns out it looks like it's really like mobile yeah so it's definitely kind of cool um if you have it definitely check the definitely check the character out mm-hmm. huh. all right so um we have a kind of large scale change coming to uh quantic dream uh the studio that of course made detroit uh heavy rain um yep. chinese company NetEase has oh, a minority stake uh, they're infusing it with funding, uh, letting it remain independent. And, uh, of course, David Cage has said the studio plans to make games for multiple platforms here on out and not just Sony. So that's okay. basically, that sounds like that's what the change in funding is letting them do. Like, I imagine Sony gave them money for being exclusive, right? Or at the very least, it's easier to make something optimized for just one console. Yeah. Yeah, that is very true. It's it's a lot easier to get a de- you know a uh, dev kit for one console rather than rather than like seven, like three. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it's you know NetEase is continuing to invest like basically everywhere on Earth. Everywhere. Um, um, yeah, they have. They still. Uh, yeah, they, like the, as the article says in June, they uh, purchase a minority stake in Bungie. They're also working with, uh, Blizzard on Diablo Immortal mobile game. Yeah. Um, so, um, and they do kind of mention at the bottom here, like the toxic workplace stuff that was going on with Quantic Dream still in court. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this could be, it, this kind of reminds me of, um, the, uh, Alan Wake studio, uh, Remedy. Mm-hmm. where you know they made these xbox exclusives and they did well but not as good as they could have and then they were like um okay well we're gonna like open up and release games on more consoles for our next one because the exclusiveness is just not enough to like keep us coming back sure you know so uh that'll be cool to see you know future games coming out on multiple consoles you can get it at the place where you want it play with your friends on whatever console you prefer or you know this might be the first time some of these come to like pc and shit like that so that's pretty cool yeah and the toxic workplace uh didn't i mean the china's fucking because chinese government's gonna come in and whip your ass if you're being racist and you watch out they're gonna come in and kill david cage that'd be cool i mean this could be i've talked about this before where like i think david cage needs like daddy to tell him what to do and what not to do sort of he needs zaz whipped like he needs somebody that has some leverage over him to just tell him no on certain shit whip his ass yeah you know what i mean so 
um, maybe this will be that chance. Like Nettie's can just come in and be like, hey, I see you're about to say something racist. Let's go ahead and hold that back, buddy. There's a meme. Speaking of Danny DeVito, there's a... Yeah, it's a very good one. Very good. I've been movie. using I've been using that one in the Caesar Milan one a lot. That's funny. <laughs> All right. And <laughs> go on. Pandas attack you make bad game. What? You heard him. Okay. Moving on. Uh, so moving back to talk a little bit more about Resident Evil. Um, there is a you can actually head over to uh, resident and you can check out the global stats um, I'm not sure if you can get your own personal stats but uh, you can see the community as a whole their mm. uh, times played times cleared percentage of choice between like Leon and Claire which is currently sitting at 79% Leon 21% wait a minute Claire. How is it possible that this was updated February 4th? If it's February 3rd right now. Good question. It says JST, Japan Standard Time. Sure. Are they 14 hours ahead of us? They might be. Damn. God damn. I didn't realize the time zones were so fucked up. Yeah, time zones are fucked up. I don't, yeah. yeah, let's get rid of time zones. We should go by UTC. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you can also see, like, total playtime. Um, so, what, what are we sitting at? 3,237 years of total playtime uh, across all platforms. That didn't take long. Um, <laughs> distance, we've already we've done 80 million. Mm. Yeah, close to, eight, close to 80 million kilometers. And we've killed uh, 243 million. Damn. Uh, and then, it, of course, it shows, like, weapon use, um, you know, like, kill-to-death ratio with characters. Claire's kill-to-death ratio is much higher. So, so much higher. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. And I think that's because most people play Leon the first playthrough, and then yeah, so they, Claire is the second They know what they're doing better as Claire, yeah. Right. Um, huh, that makes sense. I was trying to look and see what the... Uh, what the um like creature that's killed the most people mm. is yeah that's cool um and i don't see it so uh 24 percent completion rate for 30 percent of all players stared at the mayor's daughter's body yeah that's what happened wow 31 and a half million items discarded while exploring <laughs> Sometimes the majority of those, uh, the vast majority of those are sub weapons. So like knives or grenades or whatever. Uh, Harleibs are twenty five percent, seventeen percent is bullets. Bold. Twelve percent is wooden boards. I don't know what those are used for. Boarding up windows, so zombies. Boarding up these nuts. Um, but yeah, that equals that equals thirteen point six percent of Japan's total daily garbage output. (laughs) That's funny. Nice. Japanese All people, right. I wonder if they make a lot of trash. I know Americans make a fuck shit ton of trash. Did we used to send a ton of trash to China? China? Yeah. Yeah, they don't want it anymore. Yeah. It's probably. Fuck your trash. Uh, so we do have weekly challenges coming up. Uh, looks like the current challenge is going on right now. 
Uh, I've never checked this out, so this is something else you can check out over at ResidentEvil.net. Um, hmm. Uh, looks like they have story challenges, crack shot, uh, undamaged goods, and got a quota to keep. Um, and it, it seems like pretty easy, like easy stuff. Like the crack shot seems to be probably the hardest. Clear the game on standard or hardcore mode with an accuracy of ninety-five percent or more. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. You can kind of link. You can link your account and continue to um, unlock different things. I guess I'm not sure what the achievements you can gather are, but it could just be for bragging rights on leaderboards. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you know that's pretty much it for this week of all the stuff that we had. We do have one uh, Kickstarter. Um, last week we shared uh, a Kingdom Hearts. Uh, compendium that talks about mm-hmm. uh, all the stuff leading up to basically Kingdom Hearts 3 and then we also had that Humble Bundle that was actually pretty good. What do we got this week? Right, so back to Kickstarter of course. Cool. cool. Um, so this is a game uh, called Godhood. It's kind of like um, it kind of reminds me of some of the early like um, um, Peter Molyneux games. Nothing wrong like, with that. Uh, yeah. Early Peter Molyneux was extremely powerful. So this is from Abbey Games, kind of a small, um, really small game developer studio in uh, Netherlands, I believe. Um, and it seems like a really cool project. The, the other games they've made, they have like a, a, a cool art style. Um, some of the, uh, like their other games, Rius and uh, Renowned Explorers, mm-hmm. are definitely coming from that kind of like <clears throat> sort of simulation-y angle uh in rius you controlled like massive like titan god beings that were like kind of reshaping a little small world that they lived on and that was really cool um renowned explorers was a a little sort of an adventure game uh this one looks like kind of a city builder where you're managing your little you know group that is uh you know following you as their god um seems really cool i really love the art style yeah, they seem to have a um, like a, a different take. Uh, it's a little bit different than the games that you would normally see, uh, mm-hmm. like in this style of game, where you might attribute something kind of like uh, like like Civilization Revolution, mm-hmm. but it has like you can do just some different things that yeah. the other games don't offer, um, like. I, just from the outside, I look at it and I'm like, it, it's it's pretty low quality, and it, you know it kind of it kind of is, but yeah. it looks like it's also real, really deep in what you can achieve with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not so much, you know, just going down one path every time and doing everything. You can explore, um, you can explore and just be a passive group if if you'd like. Uh, and, yeah. and th- that may be kind of rough for you, but if that's the choice you make, you know you, you can you can do that. Um, these guys are looking for. Uh, well, it's like fifty thousand. Yeah, just under sixty thousand. Right now, they're sitting at just over twenty five thousand. They still have twenty five days to go as well. Um, so, if you like to go check these guys out, check out uh, Godhood. Godhood, the Hood of God godhood on kickstarter 
Mm-hmm. Um, they have a few different uh, like pledge levels. Um, the first pledge level getting you the game is about thirty bucks. Um, yeah. So it's it's not too bad. Uh, I'm not sure if you yeah if you go that route you get a digital copy of it exclusive holy striker center skin your name in the credits uh, and community form backer badge. Yeah. So and then you can of course do some like really crazy shit. Um, you can also <clears throat> you can also customize a ton of stuff. Looks like it's uh, looks like they're doing some good stuff here. Yeah, for sure. And it's like I said, it's a, a cool small studio that uh, you know I've played some of the stuff of before. They definitely come from like a um, I don't know. The games are really small historically, and they, you know they've gotten bigger. You know each game is incrementally bigger than the last one, but it's like. Uh, a group that really understands that's like okay we can get away with making you know 10 levels and this level of fidelity and we can't do too much uh qa so make sure you make this simple enough that it's not breaking down constantly yeah um like their their way that they manage the company seems extremely good oh yeah so go uh go, go check these guys out at least and if you can throw a little bit their way so they can maybe get their game uh yeah i mean it hands. looks like they're probably gonna made it they they got uh you know a little less than half of it in the first five days and you typically make the most on the back end so sure yeah probably gonna make it hopefully um i i didn't even look what do they have stretch goals or anything imagine i, I don't think they do yet oh, okay Typically, oh, yeah. you, you start putting out the stretch. They might have one or two, but typically you start putting those out when you're getting toward the end. Yeah. Yeah, stretch goals to be revealed later. Yeah. So, good stuff. Um, let's get that going and see uh, what this looks like uh, here in a couple days. Um, oh, but yeah. that looks like that'll probably be it for the show this week. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys, and... Uh, tossing in some of your own stuff. We have Grim throwing his um, game that he wanted uh, he wanted us to mention, um, which was, what was that, Evoland for this yep. week? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, thanks for that. Until next week, uh, have a good one, guys. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filterboard. Have a good one.